As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, and thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show, which is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters, who we call the Super Ranters. For more information how you can become a Super Ranter, and listen to the Sunranto show early and ad free. Join our Patreon campaign and support us at patreon.com slash Sunranto. Do it today, and you'll never have to hear me ask you again. Here's the show. Kobe Buddha flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old self years out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunranto with Michael Sunranto and Crawley Sunranto and the lovable loser Sunranto with Michael Sunranto and Crawley Sunranto and the lovable losers Sunranto. Welcome to the Sunranto Show. My name is Danny Rocket, and you just heard the lovely strains of the Cubes fanatic, Mr. Michael Cotton. And uh, this show is, of course, brought to you by our 107 Patreon supporters, one of whom will wish will win this fabulous David Ross bobblehead that I got yesterday at the ball game. The only good thing that happened yesterday. Um, and this is strange too. Like, check out this bobblehead. This is going to be the Patreon prize of the month. We'll be giving this away, uh, the first show in June. Uh, but look at this. This is a 2020 bobblehead. Oh, so they're not shit. even, they're not even giving new bobbleheads. They're giving old bobbleheads, uh, that they just had left over. And, and, uh, we have players that are left over from other teams on the team. So it's all quite fitting. Um, so anyway, it kind of looks like David Ross, I guess. It's this asshole's fault. His, his biblical losses means that you get 2020 garage sale fucking bobbleheads this year, along with a 2020 garage sale baseball team. Yeah, it was, it was a rough weekend. Uh, but before we get started, I do want to say a happy Mother's Day. To all you ranter moms out there and all you Cub fan moms and everything, uh, you know, I hope you had a nice day and everything. You got fun little presents. You got little mimosa action at brunch and stuff like that. So uh, happy Mother's Day and also a happy birthday today to uh, famous Cubs fan Dorothy. She is 96 today. I believe yeah. I'm going to put up a picture of her. You know, she's the one that the old lady who's sitting in box seats during 2016 doing shots of Jägermeister. And <laughs> she's just a wonderful woman. I've, I've met her many times at Club 400 out at Stuart McVicker's place. And she got frisky with me. She, she, she bit my ear one time. <laughs> she, like, she, she got right up in there. But, um, to be it, fair, you had a Werther's original deep inside deep. of it. <laughs> <laughs> the old people cannot resist the Werther's in the ear. That's what I do it. Um, trying to get in some wills. So, um, and uh, as always, 
on the Sun Ranto Show. We are giving away a Frank Chance postcard tonight. All you have to do is comment hashtag Chance with a capital C into the chat, and you could win a Frank Chance postcard uh, sent to you by me, telling you that I love you. Uh, great point, by the way, in the chat uh, that uh, – She's uh, Austin Cackard says she's backwards 69 years old, which that's a hell of a nice age. Um, yeah, you don't want to do the backwards 69, though. That's actually uh, that's like you've been married for, I don't know, 30 years and you don't actually like each other enough to even sleep with your head at the same end of the bed. <laughs> you got your backs to each other. It's not yeah. good. You could definitely end up on the IL doing backwards 69 or backwards 96. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a rough weekend. At least it, it was only two – those losses that we had to endure, at least they only had to be endured over a 48-hour period as opposed to adding a whole extra day of losing to the well, entire which, situation. Which losses are you talking about? The well, Just a, the Dodgers ones or the entire 0-5 road or homestand or whatever? Well, we don't have to talk about the White Sox anymore. We don't um, have to. I know. To, I know but we, I'm just saying, overall, they came back to Wrigley and lost all the games. All the games, yeah. <laughs> Every single and one of the games, yeah. <laughs> what they, they score? I think they scored Not one much. run per game. Well, they just got outscored by the Dodgers twenty to three. So if you add the White Sox into there, which the, I don't think those the the deficits weren't quite as bad during the White Sox series, but uh, but first before we start talking about this series, I got a shout out my crew yesterday, especially to Corey Furlong. He's in the third row of this right here, uh, sitting next to John Pickus, who's in the red. And uh, he got us a bunch of tickets for yesterday's game. We had a, such a nice day. Uh, Nicole, my fiance, caught a sunburn. It was like that first sun that you get after 40 days of darkness. And everybody got sunburned. My friend Lauren, who I'm sitting next to in this picture, came back. His, fight, his face looked like a tomato. Rachel <laughs> uh, Jeff did not get sunburned. He's been catching a little bit every day. Sarah Sanchez, Bernie. I met this guy named Jesus who's sitting next to Bernie Bear right there. Pickus came out, uh, Corey's wife, Chrissy, uh, Guy Sirius was there. So we just had such a nice crew. And even though the Cubs did not score any runs, we had nothing to cheer about. We had a nice time because both Guy Sirius and I snuck in sunscreen flasks. So we had a good time. And um, also shout out to Mike Pusateri, who's been on this show. Uh, and um, it, he gave me tickets for the night game. So I didn't sit in the seats. I just went right to the bleachers. But still, um, the, thank you to guys. I didn't pay for a thing all weekend. Everybody that bought me drinks, thank you so much. Everybody, uh, I, I feel like crap today. So you did well. You, well, <laughs> so, well <laughs> let's, we, we, we may need to mention what you're wearing here. Because people can see the pot. You want to describe me to the podcast people? I yeah, got to. This- all right. Well, first of all, I got to show everybody my big 69 necklace, which is <laughs> I got some bling. Oh, yeah. It's a, a blingy it's- 69 necklace. And um, I, I'm, well, I'm also wearing a pink knit hat, which I've had this for a long time. I got this in yeah. Europe sometime when I was over there. Like, like a pink knit. What, what is, it's not quite a paper boy hat. What? No, it's like it's like uh, here. I'll take it kind of off, and then you can see it's it, it's got some. It's got a lot of uh, give to it. Like I, there's so much hat underneath oh, this hat. I can actually wear it over my headphones. There's so it, much. Yes, hat. it's it's the <laughs> now it's, it's even the bigger. kind of hat 
that has it has like a little bill, but it's really poofy, so that uh, white guys with dreads can stick their dreads under there and go yeah. to the dead show. Yeah, ex- per- precisely. And it's kind of like this. You ever watch What's Happening? Oh yeah. Like rerun war hats like this, you know, yeah. like this is like a rerun. His, his is actually not quite as big as this one, but it had some gift to it. Um, one time I was in Berlin playing a show and this really drunk guy was like, uh, harassing us, you know, up from the stage. And he's like, look at you up there in your grandmama's hat. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of is like grandma hat too. Well, but it, on top of that, you're wearing your grandfather's robe. Yeah. I got it. A, it's a Cubs, Cubs robe. robe. Yeah, this was my uh from Nicole, my fiance. She gave me this for my birthday, which is coming up on Thursday. Uh-huh. And uh yeah, so it's I'm not a really a robe guy. In fact, I might have to take it off during this podcast. Well, I hope I'm not, sweating my ass off. You're you're clearly naked. Yeah. You're wearing the robe, you're doing the, the show hat, naked. Yeah. I mean, you're going out on the on the corner looking for people to show yourself to later yeah i definitely look like a jiggle and a special <laughs> guest just popping in the show here crawley witnessed that uh tragedy of a game tonight uh coming on the show what, where are you right now crawley are you still at wrigley or did you leave in the seventh with the rest of the cubs fans hell no dude you know the rules you don't leave until the final out man that's about as simple as it goes i don't follow that <laughs> oh, get out of here, dude. You don't know. What if all of a sudden there was a miraculous comeback and you missed it because you had to get to your car quicker? Come on. No, that that's when you tell everyone, I left and that's why that shit happened. Yeah, exactly. It was my fault that they, it even <laughs> happened because I was bad luck all game. Yeah. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by ColorCast. Uh, ColorCast is a free live audio-only sports talk platform uh, which you can download and use with us. So you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, insiders in real time, uh, watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, live game watches together, and you can share your own experiences with hot takes on the app. So all you need to do is you go and download the ColorCast app free at the iOS App Store. They're working on an Android version. You create a profile, you link your Twitter, and you join the, let's say, MLB group. Uh, You follow the Sunranto Show, at Sunranto Show, to be notified when the room goes live. And uh, we go live right now pretty much every Wednesday, but we sometimes do Sundays. And now that the season started, we're sometimes doing live game watches and calling the game ourselves. We just have a lot of fun on there. And uh, you can come and talk to us. Just have a good time and hang out. So download ColorCast and bring your spiciest takes. No, I'm on a, I'm on Sheridan hitting her Irving Park. We just left about five minutes ago. I see a whole slew of Cub fans disappointed heading home. Yeah, yeah, and, and how, what, what was the vibe? I mean, it, there I didn't see too many. I was in the bleachers all day yesterday. I didn't really see too much fights. I saw a lot of Cub snakes. Uh, you know, Dodgers fans definitely showed up as they usually do to Wrigley Field. Um, what did you see tonight? Yeah, I mean, pretty much every series I'm trying to think, other than opening day, every series I've been to has pretty much been Cub fans outnumbered by the opposing team. Um, you know, the, you know, you sit there and you listen to, you know, let's go Dodgers chants. It's kind of tough. But uh, the Cubs gave uh, the fans nothing to cheer about all weekend. Yeah. David hey. Elliott writes in, I painted my garage yesterday. That was the most exciting part of the weekend. So, yeah. Very, I think, uh, very true. I hey, think that sums it up. So, Crawley, uh, on the attendance game today, 
they said there was over 41,000 people there. Basically, they said it was a sellout. Uh, you were at the game. Was it a sellout? Like, I don't think it was a sellout, but I think it was – they did pretty good numbers-wise uh, considering what we're looking at. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I'm just I, wondering I was, because it's been a long time, I think, since they've actually had a sellout. I don't know. I thought tonight might would, be the first. I would put it at roughly about 30,000. So sellout's about forty-two. Yeah, so four, it, yeah, a little over forty-one. So, wow! And but you think it was at thirty? So that's a huge difference. That's from what they're saying, at least. That's Cardinals numbers, right? Well, you're you're talking about tickets paid versus actual attendance. Um, we were my daughter's. It was her birthday today, so we went to the game, and my uh, season ticket rep upgraded our seats. So we were kind of behind home plate, like not behind behind, but like the next section after the concourse. And mm-hmm. so, you know, but there was plenty of seats around us. But in general, it was way more packed than I've seen it in the last, like I said, the last five or six games I've been to. Well, the weather is finally good. And, of course, now that the Cubs are going to San Diego, where it's actually a little bit chilly, it turns summer here instantly. Like, it goes from, <laughs> fit, like, it was in the mid-50s. Like, yesterday the weather was hot. It was kind of chilly last night when I was out there. I was definitely, like, maybe one layer short. Uh, for the night game, but um, I should have been wearing this fancy Cubs robe that I had. This would have been the perfect layer to. It's almost like a blanket. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, it, but today it wasn't so bad. The weather was a lot milder, and now it gets better. So that's going to be the main thing that brings people out because it certainly isn't the baseball. Getting outscored twenty to three is pretty freaking horrible. And then um, you add to it the fact that the Cubs, in general are one of only four teams in the major leagues that don't have 10 wins yet. Um, the the other one in the NL is the Reds, of course, who I don't even think have five wins yet. And uh, uh, KC and Detroit are stuck at nine wins, too. So apparently Javi Baez didn't put, put them over the, the top, even though right. he's hurt for a little bit. But Well, um, it, it, it's not like the Cubs haven't had an opportunity. They've been stuck at nine for like a week now. And this is what we talked about is that all of a sudden it was why the frustration level is so high when you split with Colorado and you split with the Pirates is that you knew that this stretch coming up was bad. And I think at the time I said it was, I think it was like a 14 game stretch where you have Atlanta, where you have Milwaukee, where you have the White Sox, where you have the Dodgers, where you have the San Diegos, you're lucky to go four and 10. And, and that would be a miracle if they did. These teams, look, there's a saying, and, and that saying goes, you can't win. And this was a, there was a Kentucky Derby this weekend, and there was a long shot that won, but you can't win the Kentucky Derby with a mule, okay? You can train it, you can feed it, you can do everything you can, but the Cubs are not in the same league as these teams. It, you, it's so freaking Probably, obvious. Where do you hang out that people use that phrase? <laughs> because I, I mean, I, I I don't know. I guess maybe I'm not hanging around mule people or horse people. Yeah, you can't win. Uh, I eat. used to hang out. I used to hang out in Arlington Heights by the uh, racetrack. The racetrack. Right? Yeah, at the Arlington racetrack. Future man, but, future home of the Chicago Bears. Oh, but, so but you, so, so you didn't just become a degenerate. You were like a child degenerate horse gambler, right? I was a degenerate out of the womb is all I got to say. But I will, I will, I will tell you clear cut, man, is that it's just you look at this team and the Dodgers have better pitching, better hitting, better defense. 
you sit there and you go through that one through nine lineup of the Dodgers, and I and I don't even know if there's any. Maybe maybe uh, maybe Willie would would make the roster, but who else would on this team? Who else would even make this? And who else would you put any of the nine spots over who the Dodgers had? I, I said sitting in the bleachers yesterday that with the exception of maybe say a Suzuki, just because I'm not sure what he is yet, that I would replace every single one of our guys with every single one of their guys. Every one right. of them. And right. And so you take a look at the pitching. You take Except a look at Wilson. the bullpen. You take a look at the defense. You take a look at the hitting. They're better in every aspect. So when I was talking to my daughter today, I said, hey, the Cubs would have to win. They would have to play their best game, and the Dodgers would have to play their worst game. And that didn't happen. Not at all this weekend. The Dodgers played their normal game, the Cubs played their normal game, and the Cubs will lose just exactly as they did every single time that happens. Well, I think we should all just take a minute, we should take a step back, and we should remind ourselves that the Dodgers are going to be paying a luxury tax. And that... (laughs) We're saving money! (laughs) We've been told that that's the worst thing you could ever possibly do in the history of histories. I'm waiting for my family bait. Fuck those Dodgers and their luxury tax paying asses. They're someday down the road going to have a second place team. Fuck them. Yeah, well, they are not being financially responsible, and I know that when I turn into a tune into a baseball game, it's to watch the most financially responsible team that on the field. That's what I want to see. Damn right, Fiscal we've given up on baseball. We cheer math <laughs> we and cheer economics. Math. And That's all this game is anymore. And fiscal responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it well. Was- they- <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a frustrating weekend for obviously Danny. You saw two yesterday that were just both bad. I just walked out of that one seven to one, which honestly isn't even that bad considering. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> isn't that bad considering? <laughs> right. I'm just isn't that bad considering thinking, yesterday they lost seven to nothing. So it's an improvement. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we had a little bit of hope when they got the one run, one nothing lead. And then there was a bad call by Las Diaz, and the Cubs can't handle any th- any adversity, and that was it. And well, so- they're giving away. Not, I mean, even when things don't go their way, like the Las Diaz thing, you know, that's something that you know a young pitcher had trouble getting out of. That ball was pretty much right down the middle, and it was called a ball. It should have been strike three, and then the inning took off from there. I still don't think you win with just one run. But maybe the game plays out differently. But the real issue to me is what's happening pretty much all the time is the two plans, the bad defense, the, you know, they're giving up extra outs all the time. There was a play tonight when Nick Madrigal threw high. Then you, then the inning kind of took off on you from there as well. And they just, every time you do that, it just gets worse and worse. Steele ends up tonight, 69 pitches gets taken out with a hurt. Nice. Nice. Uh, with a hurt thumb, which is not nice. So you, he and you out. know you're doing it wrong when you've got 69 and you hurt a thumb. <laughs> all I got to tell you though is, is I'm sitting there and I'm so excited because I had never seen Marcus. I saw Marcus Stroman throw in Arizona. Never th- saw him throw on Wrigley. So I spent Mother's Day. We had a beautiful brunch up in Wisconsin, and then I packed up my car and I said I'm going to go see Marcus Stroman shove it and give it to the Dodgers on national TV. And I'm barely out of Kenosha, and I get the notice that he has the vid. And I'm going, 
are you kidding me? Like, are you are you serious? So it's just like the Cubs can't even, they, they literally can't catch any type of break at all. Is that well, they, they can catch some COVID, though. Yeah, they can catch COVID. They got, <laughs> they got one pitcher that you say to yourself, I think that this guy might have a chance to stop the Dodgers, and the guy gets COVID, and everything goes to shit from there. And then uh, well, I, not- it, was, it was so tough to see. Frank Schwindel giving a bus ticket to Iowa. Well, yeah, well, we'll talk about that in a second. But, like, uh, I mean, he's he's not hitting the cover off the ball. And we kind of called it last week as somebody who's, like, not. In fact, let me let me play the clip to see how, just to show everybody how smart we are about Frank Schwindel. Frank Schwindel also among dudes with options still, by the way. And he's not really hitting the cover off the ball, yet he's taken the most at-bats of anybody on the team. Yeah, Insanity. it's because he's a fucking DH now. Like he's, he's if he's, he's not, not he's playing, like he's a DH. Man. But if he's yeah. not at first base, they've been using, they've been using Revis more and more at first. Well, th- yeah. yeah, which is great. I'm glad we just are at least seeing what we have with Revis because at least he's that's, young. That's what they should be doing. Yeah, yeah. See, we told them what they should be doing, and then they did it. Finally, somebody needs to tell that one guy to quit fucking talking over you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yeah, just just to do the Schwindel news, uh, I I heard t- on tonight's broadcast, which I listened to on the radio, uh, and I heard Coom Dog saying that his mechanics are all wrong with the way his feet are moving around, and that because his feet are moving at the wrong time and his legs are moving at the wrong time, then his head is moving at the wrong time and he's like pulling off the ball. So he's just going to go down there, I guess, and work on a bunch of stuff. So. Um, you know, I we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't think anybody really thinks that like Frank Schwindel's going to go figure something out and come up and hit thirty dogs. You know, but I, what was sad to me about the Frank Schwindel thing, just because you already brought it up, is that is Cubs fans are ridiculous that they actually like Frank Schwindel and they think Frank Schwindel is good. He's not good. Nobody ever thought he was going to be good. And I saw this. is This guy, Ryan Welterman, says, my Schwindel jersey just came in, and he's got a crying emoji on it. I'm like, what are you doing? Don't buy Schwindel jerseys. That's just going to encourage them to be like, oh, they'll accept any freaking cloud that we put over there. Stop it, Cubs fans. Don't buy Schwindel jerseys. He's not worthy of a jersey. A jersey maybe, but only for irony reasons. Yeah, that's, I mean. Get a Frank the Tank shirt from Obvious Shirts. That's acceptable. Yeah, and and Jersey. this has nothing to do with, like, what type of guy he is. We we know that, you know, a lot of these guys we've, you know, sort of met and talked to and stuff. Very nice guy. Totally deserving of the shot he's been given. We're glad he's had some success. But there's a reason he didn't get his shot until he was 30, 31, Right. There's a reason for that. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, getting back to these games, I mean, the two plans kind of drove me nuts. You you just watch Saya get picked off in that first game. And and then Horner just not having any idea where the fucking ball is, and he's just, like, floating over to – I was watching, and I'm just like, what is he doing? Wait, what's what's he doing? Like, I don't know. Everyone else in the world knew the ball didn't go out of the fucking he field. He barely even looked to see where the ball went. It's like he's just like, oh, I didn't see it, so it must be in the crowd. I'm like, dude, there's a net there. And if and isn't it like 
if it hits out in the if it goes in the camera well, that's one thing. Or if it goes in the dugout, that's one thing. But if it hits the net and comes back to the field of play, I believe that's not out of play. Well, well let me ask he, you a question. Let me, let me ask you a question here. Is that you got party at Napoli at first base, right? You got Frank Napoli at first base. Is he yelling or is he saying something or what? Like, I, I was listening on the radio, so I didn't sort see of party. It, so. No, he was running over to get the ball. He was doing his fucking job. Like, that's what you do. You run over and grab the ball. ball. No, no, that's why you got the little guys in the slots. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I I thought you were talking about first baseman. I'm like, I thought you, like, like he was trying to tell him No, the first base coach. Yeah, the first base coach. You're right. Right. He he was probably of the same thing as us. This guy's a professional baseball player. He was probably blown away when he turned left. Like, he ran through the base and slowed down, and I expected him to stop and just walk back to first. And then out I of the blue... I guess I'm just saying is that... I'm just saying that it, you, you're at first base. Your job is to tell the guy, go or stop. And then if you see the guy going, saying, whoa, whoa, wait, come back, something. I, I don't know... I, I, I'm just confused about that. I guess. I, I, yeah. No, you're you're right. And sorry, I'm a fucking idiot. I I thought you were talking about the. I thought you meant like was the first baseman trying to uh, like deke him, like fake him out. But, no, no, it was no, just, totally that was all good. Nico. Yeah, no, yeah, everybody that knew that Nico. was Nico's fault. But yeah, I think you're right that there's something to be said if with all these two plans. Like, I mean, say a Suzuki. Like everybody kind of knows. I, I, except for Seiya Suzuki, that Clayton Kershaw's got a really good move to first base, and he's a left-handed pitcher. And, and so he's just he looking wasn't right even, at you. He wasn't even looking at uh, Kershaw. He was, like, looking at home plate. Like, yeah. he... Just sweeping. And so, like, and so you look at the Cubs offensively in this first game. They, uh, they score no runs at all. They only get five hits. They have the one error and, uh, go. I mean, they just had nothing going on the entire game against Kershaw. Just nothing. Uh, you, we've really seen Ian Happ, who did not play in this first game, but we, he, 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 has kind of fallen off. Like all of, the, I'm going to get into it a little bit, but every single Cub in the last two weeks has just sucked offensively. Pitching wise, Smiley was okay. He gives up the one home run, uh, but he really, after, I mean, that uh, first, um, didn't he have a, he threw, ended up throwing 94 pitches, and I believe like, like 37 of them were in the first inning. And it was all because of, I mean, just bad defense. And bad was, defense allowed that run to score in the first place. And it was because of that one hit out to center, and uh, they threw it in. And out of the blue, uh, Madrigal, like, moved out of the way instead of just getting the ball as the cutoff. Like, he, he moved out of the way, and then the ball wasn't on track, and Horner's, like, diving for it, trying to get it, like, I don't know what the fuck Madrigal was doing. Like the ball was going right to him, and he just moved out of the way for it. Yeah, and then he, he, and, and, he don't for, and, and, and don't forget on this though. Let, let's not forget Madrigal has options too. He does, but like, who else going to play? Like, it's not like we just got a bunch of dudes. Like, I guess Bodie comes up and because he's just making more money, uh, you know. And then it doesn't get better from there. Smiley. Uh, he kind of gets into trouble in the fifth inning. And then Gesellman comes in, who they just brought up. He was in the, in the minors. Gesellman! And uh, he goes 3.2 innings, and he was just going to have to wear this game. Gives up the four runs. Uh, 
two walks, two strikeouts, five hits, but they were hitting him pretty darn hard. Now, this Dodgers lineup hits a lot of people really darn hard, but uh, Gesellman really got uh, lit up. Newcomb came in to clean it up in the end, and by that time it was just too late, but he had one strikeout in the inning. Um, I mean, that's, that's game one. It was just pretty, I, I had fun because my friends were there, yeah. but it was pretty boring. And then the game two, uh, Steele, who was supposed to start, and then they were going to move Steele to start on Monday, I think is how it was going to work. Uh, yeah. uh, they have Daniel Norris step in to start it. And then, um, I don't know what, I guess he's auditioning for a job now too, but he only, he actually was kind of an opener. In this one, only goes one point one, walks three, got no control, uh, yeah. gives up three runs. Uh, it's not good. Like so, the next guy up, and then Keegan Thompson uh, gave up uh, a run, um, but he did strike out four through two point two, so it was pretty decent. But he also walked three as well, so it wasn't his best outing. But it was like so, you tire yeah. down your bullpen. You tire down your bullpen. All day long, and then what do you even have to throw at it today or tomorrow, for that matter? You sit there and you take a look at again when we talk about the two plans, when we talk about the bad defense, and then add a bunch of walks. I mean, this is just a recipe for disaster. So I want to say in that second inning, they had the bases loaded and they didn't have a hit. Yeah, they had the bases loaded and they didn't have a hit, and now you got to face Mookie Betts. Well, good fucking luck. Yeah, they walk in. They walk in the run, and and who do they walk in that run to? Is to a guy I'd never even heard of. (laughs) Like who was who? It was and the Dodgers. Like I've heard of almost every single Dodger except for the one guy that got walked on four pitches to allow in a run early in the game, which just kills you. And and if you watch the video on it, the Dodgers announcers are like. Have you ever seen him take four pitch walk? <laughs> like they're just like they were blown away that the guy got walked like that. Alberto, then, I believe yeah. is who it was. Yeah, Alberto. Alberto. And, then, and then you got Mookie Betts, and then he he, he ropes one, and then now you're down four nothing. Clears the bases. You're you're not. This offense isn't coming back from four nothing. I, I don't know what to tell you. They're not coming back from two nothing or one nothing sometime. I mean, no, it's just it's pathetic and like you really saw it and we kind of knew that this might not go well. We fared better against the White Sox than we did against the Dodgers, that's for freaking sure. But I mean, we just looked overmatched all day long. And one thing that was kind of funny is like I did see the Cubs were kind of hitting the ball hard. I felt like Oh, oh like, you know what? I don't want to hear it. The ball I am so fucking tired. Of listening to announcers talk about that was a hundred and five off the bat. God, that was a huge hit. Guess what? It was also a fucking out. It was an out. Like they're just like hundred and five, hundred and four, hundred and three, like all this stuff. They're like, oh, they're just killing the ball. They're all outs. I don't give a fuck. You can hit it a million miles per hour, but if the dude fucking catches it, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but you know, when you're when they're hitting loud outs like they used to off Jen Ho Tsang every time he came up and did a spot start, you're like, oh, this isn't gonna go well. You do get some information from how hard the ball is being hit. You know what I mean? And squared up, even if it is going into a mitt. You but uh, but what are you learning really? Uh, you know, I get it. 
if the fucking team does start to get those hits and they start to come down and, and you get some of those, they're not getting any of them. So, like, I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm the only one that doesn't care oh, how hard care. they hit for an out. Like, it's, it's just one of these things that they're like, they're trying to make us feel better about something that's not good. Yeah, they're you hitting. Know? Well, all I'm saying is this, though. <laughs> I don't even care how even hard Jason Hayward's ball was hit at the end of that game. It still would have, uh, the Cubs still would have lost, even if that was a three-run homer at the end of the game they, <laughs> against Kimbrel, who almost blew the save, by the way, which is hilarious. Crawley, just so you know, I had to mute you because we were getting a lot of background noise, but I'll unmute you at some point if the, I don't know if that changes somehow, but, um, I will, I will unmute you, uh, but, um, you know, that, that ball I thought was gone. I really kind of yeah. did. And I, I, now it didn't really have the sound, but it did seem to die out there. And I know the wind was kind of blowing in and stuff, so maybe that was more it too. But it kind of had that feel to it. And there were a couple balls that the Cubs hit that I thought maybe had a little bit more juice to them than they ended up having. Um, uh, okay, your background noise isn't as bad as it was. Um, were you seeing that tonight from where you were sitting, like kind of the balls dying out there? Uh, not too much. You know, you're, you're looking at it, and you, you now have a combination of you know, potentially this whole dead ball situation, but every team's playing with the same balls. You know what I mean? And the Dodgers seem to have no problem scoring seven runs at will. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. I, I can't remember exactly. It was, it was a guy from the Rockies talking about the dead ball and all this stuff. And he was like, I'm fine with it. He's like, it's great that the ball isn't just flying out of the park anymore. He's like, it means that power hitters have a spot in this lineup. He's like, when when your shortstop's hitting 20 or 25 homers, what do they need us for? You know, like, yeah. and that's kind of what he was saying. Uh, it, I can't remember who it was. It also changes your slap, your slap hitter, your on-base guy. It changes his swing. Because <laughs> if all of a sudden the dude that normally hits five home runs is hitting 20 because the ball's a super ball and it's flying everywhere, uh, not only does that make the game not fun, but it makes those players worse. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, it's like th- then they tend to K a lot more. They're not necessarily meant to do that. And then um, – so and then uh, the only other thing I want to bring up about uh, up about the second game is that uh, David Robertson finally gave up a run, so he got tagged for a two run homer. But I really did enjoy uh, Craig Kimbrell almost blowing it and like coming in in a non safe situation and not being able to handle it is just hilarious to me. Yeah, why that, they keep doing it to him, I don't know. Well, I mean, I get why they did this one because he was coming in in a safe situation, but then they, you know, they, they tacked on some insurance runs and all of a sudden he was out of the safe situation. But yeah. it's just like, it right, is you, amazing you, you, the, the mental games. I think, Carly, I, I think we might have lost you. I know, I, I know, I know to this day people get upset about uh, Joe. Ma- Joe Madden and uh, the World Series Game 7 and whatnot, but sometimes you get a guy up and it's time to go in, so you, it would look like a safe situation, you got Kimbrel up you're going to get let him, let, him, let him throw you know what I mean, it's that it you had him up, you have him warmed up, he's lathered up, he's ready to throw, you put him in 
Yeah. No, you, you got to do it. I mean, at that point, I think that's why he even ended up in the game because the game was, was close until it wasn't. What was it, 4-2 to two at that point? And then they tacked on those runs. Uh, yeah, and then final ended up being 6-2 to two after Robertson gave up the two-run shot. So, yeah, it was a rough uh, – we got outscored big time. Uh, you know, it, it looks like uh, Patrick Wisdom's a little bit banged up right now. Frank the Tank is gone. Not a not a great uh, yeah. uh, w- weekend for the for the uh, the Schwisdom. <laughs> yeah, are we going to talk about that later? The the Patrick Wisdom injury because I've been busy and doing stuff today, and I don't know what the hell happened to him. Oh, I just he just saw him. he hit one off his ankle. He's got a contusion. Not a oh. big deal. He'll be back. He's day to day. It's fine. Okay. But um, yeah, I think he'll be okay. But uh, and and we're gonna need him because Lord knows we don't have anybody else. But uh, let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back to talk about a few things that uh, happened in Cubslandia, and then we'll pr- uh, preview the Dodgers series. But uh, first, here's a, a, a commercial to become a Patreon member at Patreon.com/slash/Sunranto. Please join us. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just one dollar a month can buy a scorecard. Five dollars a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And ten dollars a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Colorcast. Uh, Colorcast is a free live audio only sports talk platform, uh, which you can download and use with us. So you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, insiders in real time. Uh, Watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, live game watches together, and you can share your own experiences with hot takes on the app. So all you need to do is you go and download the ColorCast app free at the iOS App Store. They're working on an Android version. You create a profile, you link your Twitter, and you join the, let's say, MLB group. Uh, You follow the Sunranto Show at Sunranto Show to be notified when the room goes live. And uh, we go live right now. Pretty much every Wednesday, but we sometimes do Sundays. And now that the season started, we're sometimes doing live game watches and calling the game ourselves. We just have a lot of fun on there. And uh, you can come and talk to us. Just have a good time and hang out. So download ColorCast and bring your spiciest takes. 
put my hat back on. I'm sweating over here. <laughs> so it's all, it's all knit hat, man. I, so uh, here's a couple of uh, uh, kind of Cubs news and notes that I wanted to kind of bring up. Uh, we talked a little bit about Frank Schwindel. I, I, I just really quick want to give you his stats. Uh, he was slashing 209, uh, 250, 308. With a, that's a 558 OPS, and he had an OPS plus of just 61. So, yeah, <laughs> that'll get you sent down if you got Rivas doing a little bit better than that. Um, Samson, Adrian Sampson has come up. I would guarantee you that he's going to start one of, these, uh, one of these games during the Padres series, probably Tuesday or maybe Wednesday. Um, here's his... Uh, numbers that he's had in the major leagues. He's got, he was up with the Cubs last year. He did pretty well. Uh, he pitched in 10 games and he started five of them, 35 innings pitched, and he had a 280 earned run average, 28 strikeouts in those 35 innings, and he only walked eight, which that's pretty good. ERA plus a 153. So he, that's, that's no slouch. And he was yeah. with Texas. Uh, in 18 and 19 in Seattle and 16s, and it didn't go quite as well for him as it did with the Cubs last year. But, uh, yeah, Adrian uh, Sampson had a 366 ERA in Iowa in only 20 innings pitch. So you're, he's just unfortunately going to be added to the rotation just for lack of anybody else being in the rotation. Well, and, and he, he showed up in the game tonight late. and oh, he uh, did? Gave up, yeah, he gave up two hits and two runs. Uh, but neither of those runs was earned. I did not catch that Adrian Sampson was in there tonight. Um, I, I, Ruck, I, I think I lost track after Rucker as we just kept losing. <laughs> I know. It's, further, I mean, yeah. no, nobody blames you for checking out of that fucking game. I mean. Oh, yeah, he did get in there just for one inning. So, yeah. Yep, one inning. He, At the end, you know, after he North. gave two runs, but it wasn't his fault. So it's just like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because Norris pitched again tonight, and that that's the other one that I thought might get a shot at a start or at least an opener kind of situation. But these are all kind of bullpen arms, and I guess Adrian Sampson could be a uh, he is a starter, but yikes! I, I don't know. They just I don't know why they threw him in tonight. Like he just showed up. I, who knows? Because they killed their bullpen the last two games. <laughs> look at no, look they at the, nothing. They're like, why not? Fuck. They threw one, two, three, four, five, six, oh, yeah. seven pitchers in the game uh, last night, and and then they threw well just the three in the in the first game. Just and that burned Gesellman. So we won't. Maybe he gets the start. Gesellman could get the start, and I right. probably not a great. It's not going to be great. <laughs> um, Andrelton Simmons. Uh, went and had a rehab start. He had two hits over two games, um, three strikeouts today, though. And uh, I did notice that Caleb Killian, who I'm like, well, why can't we watch him pitch uh, instead of these other guys? Five innings pitched of four-hit shutout ball with five Ks in AAA. Yeah. So why we can't watch this, I don't know why, but you have to go to Iowa to watch that. At Wrigley Field, I get to watch <laughs> Daniel freaking Norris. <laughs> you know? Jesus. Um, and another guy that might be back, so Andrelton Simmons, which is going to provide us with a pretty big roster crunch when these guys start coming back. Bodie is another one. and He's more. He's a little bit further away than maybe Simmons is, who's already playing, but... I mean, someone's on the bubble. Hermosillo, probably. 
Uh, yeah. But it, let me just kind of go into this because I've got some stats here. These are the the last 15 uh, – these are the, the Cubs offense over the last 15 games or last 15 days. Um, not great. There's not a single Cub with an OPS over uh, 800. Yeah, 790 uh, is the highest. Yeah, and that's Ian Happ, who's also fallen off a cliff since – a new month started. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> it's so weird that just a fucking date on a calendar can change who this person is. It is. Um, so, yeah, it's not been great. Uh, one thing about Ian Happy is he, has, he did take a lot of walks. Ten walks he's taken. Uh, but he's also struck out and with his with his bat on his shoulder quite a bit and watching pitches down the middle. Maybe he's looking for a walk and getting struck out accidentally. But, yeah, it's not great. And if you look at some of the guys that might have been at, be on the bubble, Michael Hermosillo hasn't done anything, like barely anything at all. He hasn't even taken any walks. I mean, this is the last 15 days, 0 for 12. If you're yeah. uh, Jonathan VR. He doesn't have any options, but I don't know if he really is in the Cubs' future. He just seems like a, the guy that they got real quick before Andrew Tin Simmons maybe came back. I don't know because they can't – I don't know if they want to keep VR on the team, but he hasn't been doing anything. He came on strong. Now it's been bad. Frank Schwindel already got sent down. Jason Hayward's on the team accidentally on purpose. And then, like, it, it, those are the guys that you pretty much can count on maybe being gone. I'm thinking Hermosillo's gone. I can see him getting rid of VR. I just could because the defense hasn't been playing. Ortega's been doing okay, but you know, it's he's just in there for lack of anybody else to play. And um and it looks like Wade Miley also might be back, who threw forty one pitches and allowed two hits in four scoreless innings on Thursday at AAA Iowa. Um Alec Mills had a setback and is now playing catch and may throw off on a mound soon. Oh so, my god, is this um, Another uh, flat, flat ground. ground. Yep. Oh, fucking mm. flat ground. So it uh, looks like we lost Crawley. We weren't getting great sound from him. Oh, Crawley's coming back. All right. Uh, and then here's what I want to point out about Ian Happ is that it hasn't been going well. And I, want, I do want to talk a little bit about this. Uh, here's his, his, his splits. Okay. <laughs> now, this is very small sample size. May is only on the eighth right now. But in April and March... In 20 games, 77 plate appearances for Ian Happ. He batted 318, 429 OBP, slugged 460 for an OPS of 889. Now, these stats are incomplete and don't include last night's game or today's game, which uh, he didn't do anything in. Uh, Ian Happ went tonight 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. So, add. It's even worse than it was. Uh, right. Whatever I, number you're about to hear, it's worse. It's worse than that because also last night, uh, Ian Happ, uh, so today he struck out three times, uh, and last night he went over three as well. So he's got no hits at all. He had a walk yesterday uh, is all. So um, he didn't have an RBI, but here's what his numbers are. Uh, so 318, 429, 460, 889 OPS. And it's now worse than this, batting 083, 313 OBP, because he's still walking, and a .083 slugging, because he hasn't had an extra base hit, for a 396 OPS so far in May. Wow. So, and, and did you see the uh, OPS plus numbers? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, sixty four, and then no, uh, well, one s the s OPS plus one sixty four down to twenty four. Yeah. Ugh. And then yeah, it one sixty four to twenty four. I mean that's. No, he's fallen off a cliff yet once again. And this is just one week. It's one week into May. So I don't know what to make of it. I mean, he just got engaged. Maybe he's. um, I mean, that's it. We know he he took the knee in uh, Andre Dawson's funeral home. (laughs) And now he, he just won't hit again. Like, it's insane. I mean, and normally. With anybody else, we would tell you, don't worry about it. It's been a week. Don't stress. The guy was good. This is Ian Happ, though. And we've seen this every year since we've had him on the team. This is what he does. He shows up, and he disappears. And then he shows up again later, and then he disappears. Yeah. And I, I can't believe it's happening again. Like, I just thought, like, it would maybe be a fluky situation. But maybe he's even his, in his own head. Like, he's got the yips about it. He's like, oh, no. Like, and like his uh, fiance comes in. She's like, hey, look, Ian. I just turned over the calendar. Isn't this a cute picture of these dogs in this dog calendar that I bought? And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> it's May. I'm not going to be able to hit from here on in. <laughs> so... So there's all your Cubs moves. Uh, Carl, you got anything to say about this? I don't even know if you're hearing what we're talking about. You're just kind of in and out of the broadcast. I mean, uh, here's the thing. Is that, like, back in the day when you had we had everybody before Blue Friday or whatever, you could have Rizzo going through a slump and maybe Bias will carry you through. You could have Bias going through a slump and maybe Brian will carry you through. You, you, any one of these guys goes through a slump, it, it's ample. Five times ten. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it, I mean, Ian Happ, it, it, he's kind of one of those dudes that you would kind of depend on to be one of your more stalwart, consistent players. And that's why he gets to play so much because he's a starter of the now a bit of a veteran on the team. You would kind of expect a little bit more um, than falling off a complete cliff. Like, that's, that's the thing. It's like not just a small slump where he's got like a one-for-12 stretch, and then he hits a double, then he hits a home run two games later. It's just like kind of evening out a little bit because uh, we don't expect him to have necessarily his April numbers where he hit 318. You know, you expect that to come down a little bit, but to hit 80. But not point, to 083. <laughs> and it's worse now. So what is it now? Yeah, I don't know. I'm afraid to look. Um. Yeah, so I'm going to say it's uh, 069. The, nice. the, the, <laughs> the thing that's brutal about it is it it becomes unplayable. It's yeah. it, it, That's the problem. Uh, well, he's batting 266 on the year. But f- to go from batting 318 at the end of, uh, of April, which was just a week ago, to batting 266, you've fallen off a cliff. You just aren't hitting at all. So, I, you know, th- that's the thing. Is like, what do you do? What do you do when a guy becomes completely unplayable for a month? Well, what do you do when you have multiple? Uh, yeah. What do you do when you have? What do you do when you have multiple players do that? It becomes even worse. So, I think a lot of these guys right now are, are trying to do more than what they need to, and 
And now you got you got Saya who's fallen off. You've got Hap that's fallen off. You've had Magical that's never really gotten started. I mean, it, it's it, you know you have a large list of players that are not doing what they need to do, and and, and it's uh, obvious. You know, like I said, when you have other guys that can pick you up, it doesn't look as bad. But when everybody's struggling, it's the worst possible feeling. Yeah, and it, everybody is struggling too. Not a single OPS over the last two weeks over 800. So the Cubs aren't hitting home runs. Ian Happ's got two of them, so you give him that. Wisdom actually came alive a little bit ago with the three home runs. Now he's banged up, so that's going to hurt us. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's a sad state of affairs. We lost all week long. We haven't won since Sunday, and like that was the last time, what, Stroman pitched, I think. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was a Strowman game, and he went seven innings and gave up zero runs. So he was building on uh, a couple great starts. I think he had two quality starts in a row, and then it just like, sayonara. (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) but what's really tough is like, uh, I mean, I think overall, I think the frustration we're all feeling right now is that this is not fun. And I'll say I had fun with my friends uh, sitting in the bleachers on a Saturday afternoon just because it was sunny and we were drinking. But the baseball was bad, and it wasn't fun to watch. And I, I, I felt that way, but I'm not the only one that feels that way. So, I mean, once you get your – there's not going to be any kind of, like, rolling interest in this team. And there's nothing really to look at. And it's I, – I mean, it's, it's a totally lost season already. Yeah. Already, yeah. I mean mm. – Okay, it's a lost season because we can see that there's nothing there to build on, right? Like, some people, if you really want to, like, super have a positive outlook on the world, say, oh, it's still early. They still could come back. They're, you know, what what are they? They're eight games under 500 right now, but it's so early in the season. You could. The difference is there's nobody to come back. The guys who are coming back from like injury or whatever they were doing they aren't better than anybody on the team now you know it's it's not like your ace is coming back or you're gonna add it's so you know sometimes they say it's almost like making a trade mid-season because somebody comes back from injury that's not happening this year yeah and chip writes in uh specifically to Crawley, because Crawley, we we need your take on this. Crawley, any chance we see Davis come up before the All-Star break? And why not at, at this point? And you've mentioned on this show before that Brendan Davis is not having a great start to his season either. So he's batting 195 with two home runs and 77 at-bats for a 585 OPS. So, I mean, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> There's no reason to force it, and Brennan Davis has had, like a a lot of these minor league players during the COVID era, has had kind of a disjointed, um, you know, uh, path towards the major leagues. And so there's no reason to rush it. Anybody that thought that this season was more than anything other than hope that a couple guys do really good and then flip them was fooling themselves. And that's why when Robertson gives up runs here, it's so devastating. Not because you wanted the Cubs to win or keep it close, but because you don't want that guy's trade value falling. 
And the other one is Wade Miley. You hope Wade Miley comes up and gives you something. Maybe somebody will give you something for Michael Gibbons. I don't know. Uh, uh, Scott F. Frost. These are the type of things that you're looking at. But this team never for one second was going to be a competitive team this year. Never. Yeah. It's a disheartening fucking situation, as Lee Elia would say. And um, on that note, uh, we're just going to take a quick commercial break. <laughs> Hold on. What? One last thing before we go to the break. Zach Lepper says, Ugh, we suck. Only positive is when we trade Willie, maybe we make the other team take Hayward. <laughs> that's it. That's a hypothetical positive. It's also not going to happen. But, you know, nobody's going to take Hayward. Like, period, end of story. Hayward's on the team for till next till the end of next year. That's how it is. So, and I've been um, saying that for four, four goddamn years. Why? Yeah. Why would anybody say, you know what? I think we can turn that Jason Hayward around. That nobody is doing that. Nobody wants that contract. Nobody wants that. Hey, we're going to give you a high contract. You know, you know, guy that can barely hit and has no glove anymore. Great, yeah, but Crawley, Crawley, let me remind you. That out the other day was 104 miles per hour off the bat. <laughs> yeah, right to the <laughs> right to the second baseman, <laughs> and, 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 and a bunch of motivational uh, Instagram posts. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Did we ever uh, find out what that was about? Yeah, yeah. He's just like basically the Confucius of the Cubs. He's Cub. He's Cubfucius. He's not even Cubsterdamus because he doesn't know what the schedule is coming up. So, uh, yeah, just quick commercial break. We'll come back and tell you about the upcoming schedule, which is the Cubs are on a plane as we speak to San Diego. And um, so uh, quick commercial for uh, our StubHub and Amazon links. Please use them. It's how we keep the lights on on the show. The Sun Ranto Show is always brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers, who we call the Super Ranters. Well, who are the Super Ranters? Well, Super Ranters, they have their own RSS feed, and they get the show early and ad-free delivered to their inbox or podcatcher. They get bonus content, uh, for example, like the recording of our ColorCast conversations. Uh, they get exclusive access to the Sun Ranto Super Ranters Facebook page and our private Discord channel, uh, which we've been using a fair amount this season. Our Patreon patrons are also eligible for all our Sun Ranto contests, like the Super Ranter of the Month and uh, Sun Ranto Scavenger Hunts, which we'll get to later on in the year once the weather finally gets better. Um, there's Perks at every level. $5 Super Ranters get to hear all the Cubs parody songs before the rest of the world. $10 Super Ranters are recognized by name at the end of our shows and have access to our Cubs uh, daily shows, which are are called Sun Ranto Singles. Uh, at $12, you get the Rancher calendar every year. And... Uh, you can even place an advertisement about anything you want at some of the higher levels. So uh, the most important thing is we like to give back to our community here in Chicago. So 10% of all of our Patreon money goes directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club, which uses baseball to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions for young people in Chicago. It is one of Sunranto's main missions to serve our community here. Here's the thing. It costs a lot of money and time for us to produce a great Cubs fan show, 
and frankly, a penny a download from our podcast advertisers like gambling syndicates and dick pill companies. It's just not enough to keep Sunranto on the air. We have hosting fees, streaming fees, equipment, tickets, batteries, guitar strings. Well, it all just adds up. So become a super ranter at patreon.com slash Sunranto and become a part of our Patreon family for the 2022 season and beyond. Help us produce the Sunranto show. You know, if you would buy each of us a $12 beer at Wrigley just for doing the Sunranto show, then join at the $3 level. That's 3 bucks a month. We each get a beer at Wrigley a year. Patreon.com slash Sunranto is where you sign up. That's Patreon.com slash Sunranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. Subscribe today and you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a Patreon patron again because the show will be ad-free. Stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us today. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and hate your favorite team. So a rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social media. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in sportsdrink. That's spelled like sportsdrink but without vowels. S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. This is a Cubs fan buying tickets from the Cubs. And this is a Cubs fan buying tickets through the StubHub link at sunrancho.com slash StubHub, knowing that 4% of their ticket purchase will go to the Sunranto show instead of into the pockets of rich corporate douchebags. Buy all your tickets through sunrancho.com slash StubHub. Don't worry, it won't cost you a single penny extra. It don't stink to click our link. This is an Amazon shopper buying things from Amazon. And this is an Amazon shopper buying things through the links at sunrancho.com slash Amazon, knowing that up to 10% of their purchase will go to the Sunranto show instead of that cocksucker Jeff Bezos, who will just use the money to go to space. Plus, if you buy all your Amazon items through sunrancho.com slash Amazon, you could win a monthly prize. sunrancho.com slash StubHub and sunrancho.com slash Amazon. Two great ways to support the Sunranto show while sticking it to evil corporations who suck and it won't cost you a single penny it don't stink to click our link just a reminder to put hashtag chance in the chat and you could win a postcard sent to you by me of frank chance so um yeah the padres is not going to get any easier uh they are 19 and 10 they are one and a half games out of first place behind the team we just faced, the Dodgers. They just beat uh, Miami three of four at home, and they had a pinch hit three run homer to walk it off today from Jorge Alfaro. So they're feeling pretty good about themselves this evening as the Cubs fly across the country. Um, they're that, uh, entire, that entire NL West is feeling yeah. good about themselves. Good, they God. are. The um. The Cubs offense uh, is actually, they have a higher OPS right now than 
the the Cubs have a higher OPS than the Padres. They are 17th in OPS. The Padres are 20th. The Padres are 14th in homers, though, and the Cubs are 23rd. They just don't hit it for a lot of power. Both teams strike out an average amount. The Padres walk a ton. Uh, they are number one in walks. Cubs are average. The Padres are average in stolen bases, and the Cubs, even though they try to steal bases, they're the fifth worst in stolen bases, and the Cubs and the Twins are the only teams to be caught more than they've stolen. <laughs> Just pathetic. Uh, the Cubs bullpen, and this is kind of good news given to what we just were talking about, uh, that we're looking to flip some arms, get younger, get leaner, get meaner, compete in the future. Our bullpen is has a three thirty eight earned run average to the Pirate Padres uh, four thirty four. They don't walk a lot of guys. The Cubs are average. Both teams' bullpens are top ten in homers given up, which is disheartening. Uh, the Cubs are. Uh, Fifth in that category at giving up home runs out of the bullpen. Padres are ninth. Uh, the Cubs bullpen, though, this is good news, is second in strikeouts in the major leagues, which might be kind of surprising. But I think Keegan Thompson has a lot of those. Well, you're, you're, you're looking at a situation where, you know, once again, your starters are going four innings. And so the more chance, the more your bullpen's in there, more strikeouts you're going to get, the more home runs you're going to give up. It's true, and the that's true, absolutely. But when I look at the amount of uh, innings, well, the Cubs are sixth in the amount of innings that the relievers have taken. Tampa Bay Rays are number one because it's the Rays and they just do that. And then you have the Reds, the Red Sox, the Giants, the Pirates, and then the Cubs as far as innings uh, out of the bullpen. So it could be worse. And it could be worse in our division from so, the, the so, two worst so, teams than us. Right. So you got Tampa, who has perfected the opener and has figured out the way to make the bullpen work in a weird ways that nobody else has really been able to crack. And then you said the Giants and the Pirates, or I'm sorry, the Pirates the and Reds. the Reds, which we know are bad teams. Yeah. And I think you had the Giants in there. Yeah, the Giants. That's the only kind of surprise, but maybe they're just – we haven't seen the Giants yet, so I'm not sure what they're up to this year. Is, is Jeff Samarja still there? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, – you know, you just kind of hope the, our bullpen can hold up because there's a lot of innings to be taking. And when you got more and more starters going down, especially the guy who's taken more innings than anybody – out of your starting rotation, who's Marcus Stroman, and then he goes down with COVID. Like, hopefully he just catches a mild case, can test negative and come back. I don't know what the new protocols are with all that stuff, but hopefully he just misses a start, not two or three. Uh, you know, he was one of the guys that opted out, too, if you remember, in 2020, because uh, I think he was wanting to protect his mom or something like that. Like, he had reasons for it, and, uh, I mean, good reasons. So anyway, then uh, the, let's talk about the defense. The Cubs are below average in errors. The Padres uh, are they're below league average in errors. They, we actually don't have a lot of errors compared to other teams. Surprisingly, that uh, is super surprising because they. But you know what that is though? That's just guys not even getting close enough to the ball for it to, to be called an error. Exactly. <laughs> and then the Padres have three fewer errors. And when you come to defensive efficiency ratio, or as they call the biz. Uh, we have a 696 
Der, nice. which is below league average. The Padres have a 727, which is like way up there. I think it might be second best. And uh, the one thing that we could maybe do is improve our stolen base percentage, which is uh, we're the only team besides the Twins that have uh, been caught stealing more than we've stolen. And the Padres have allowed nine stolen bases and haven't caught anybody. So they're the only team in the majors to to do that. But <laughs> welcome Chicago Cubs to San Diego. I, I know. It might, it might get them back on track there. But, you know, I mean, part of that is that, I mean – the guys just don't know what they're doing on the bases. You know, some some of those uh, caught stealing is probably, it's like, say, just getting caught in the middle out there. Just, sleeping. who knows what, yeah, just sleeping. It's like, these guys are just doing dumb shit. And the crazy thing, and I w- did want to bring this up, is, uh, you know, Eric Hosmer, who was just like uh, trade bait all freaking winter long. He didn't, he thought he was going to be gone, shipped off somewhere. Uh and um, whoever, whoever team, whatever teams were in on that, are probably kicking themselves right now, because he's slashing three fifty five, four thirty four, five thirty eight for a nine seventy two right now, and he's got a one ninety three OPS plus. He's killing it right now. Uh, he's he's over. He's done. The guy's career, nothing. Yeah, C- Carl, you're making a lot of noise. What, what's going on? You you getting pulled over? <laughs> I don't know what's happening to him. Uh, I don't. I don't either. It'll actually be warmer in Chicago than in San Diego this week, so that's kind of crazy. Um, it'll. I don't know be- if you guys remember. I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you guys remember. I was big into pushing. I said, "Get Hosmer, take on his contract, and take some." Uh, take some uh, minor league players from them because they have such a good system. And it didn't happen, and it's kind of one of those things that it's like I had no idea that he was going to come out and and play as well as he did. But it was worth, in my opinion, it was worth that shot just to get some good prospects. You take the shitty contract, again, the Cubs have nothing but money to spend. They're very much underneath that luxury tax. And again, you can argue whether it's great or not to be under that, but, but when you're under it, you can take contracts i don't get why they didn't do it uh, to this day like i said because the padres wanted to to get rid of that to get other players so they wanted to shed salary and the cubs could have easily taken it and gotten some really good prospects and they didn't do it well i mean i'll tell you why they didn't do it i mean they've got schwindel over there you know <laughs> Here's why they exact, I said Schwindel, and that's the exact thing that you should have put up. Like what? Yeah, no. Uh, it, it, I think, and we were talking about it in the bleachers the other night. I really do feel uh, like Ricketts, by definition, the last few years, I, he might really actually have money problems. Like he owes, he owes a lot Except of people for the money. Fact that he was trying to buy a fucking. English Premier League team. Like, I wish I had the kind of money problems that makes me want to, like, buy a fucking English Premier well, team. they didn't let him because they looked million. at his books and they're like, you don't have any money. He's like, oh, well, uh, they let me buy the Cubs with no money. <laughs> like, why can't I buy this one? <laughs> you know, <laughs> why can't I do it? Uh, no, it's – I do feel like 
he probably, because they might have overextended, if you look at all the debt they had to take on to do all the renovations, now they're bu- building the sports book. And they've got future money, but, you know, what, what are those, like, debt-rich they're like house poor right now. You know what I mean? It's like they owe people money, so they've got to finance these debts with cup snake money. You know what I mean? Like they need all that money not going into the team. They need to keep, uh, you know, keep putting it on the fire of the people they owe money to, which is banks and financiers and bond funds and the SPAC people and all that stuff they've got going on. So I. I, I think by definition, they, they, they're not going to tell us that because they're going to be like, Oh, yeah, we'll be good. Yeah, everything's fine. Frank the tanks, the new Rizzo. You're fine. You know, like that's yeah. what they're saying. But in reality, the reality, they're, not, they have no intention. They're just trying to hype it up. Hey, it's different here. Look at everybody having fun. Isn't Wrigley great? You know, they're going to just sell that and just try to keep paying off their creditors until they're ready to like, make a move again and then they'll just raise beer prices to be i don't know fifty dollars a beer yeah well danny i think you just coined a a term that i love the ricketts have future money (laughs) that that needs to be we've been telling people for years that we have future money yeah (laughs) that needs to be a t-shirt sun ranto future money it's a complicated (laughs) t-shirt feel free to give us money because we have future money so it's it's gonna be um what happened to your picture? I don't know. <laughs> All of a sudden you disappeared. And can you, you turned, hear me? You turned, yeah, I can hear you, but you turned into Crawley's avatar. My it says my browser has lost connection to my camera. Oh yeah. Well. And yeah, and why why do I look like Crawley's fucking cub bear? That's I don't weird. know. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, things are working a little wonky on this show tonight, but we're powering through. Powering uh, through because we're a podcast and nobody should be watching this fucking thing anyway. <laughs> yeah, they should because then they can participate and tell us what they think well, of I everything mean, that we're talking about. When you show up dressed like you are, people should be watching. That's what I'm saying. I'm wearing a freaking fuzzy robe and a pink hat. If you're you missing showing this, so much chest, the, 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 my the tattoos, I got my 69 necklace. Like, hey, you know, you got a costume these shows now. Selling, hey, sex sells, baby. Yeah, well, now I can write off these clothes because I wore them off the, on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, game one, these are going to be late games. Um, game one is going to be at 8.40 p.m. Game two is at 8.40 as well. And Hendo's pitching tomorrow. He's 1-3 and three with a 5.64, and he's going up against lefty Mackenzie Gore, Who's got a 171 earned run average and a two and O record? Uh, Gore is—he's a prospect and he's one of their big time pitching prospects. He uh, last time he went out there versus Cleveland, he in 5.2 innings pitched, one run on four hits, uh, and you know take his 171 ERA with a bit of a grain of salt because he got to face Cincinnati twice. Yeah, so they're terrible. Um, but he was a first-round prospect in 2017, third overall. He's got a 95-mile-per-hour fastball, mixes in a slider at 88. So that's a hard-ass slider. And then and then he throws a curve at 80. So, like, uh, I don't know if it's a knee buckler, but we're about to find out tomorrow night. Late night, baby. We'll be going <laughs> till midnight watching uh, the Cubs get knee-buckled by Mackenzie Gore. And then um, Kyle... He wasn't great last time versus the White Sox. That was no. He was kind of like uh, he was a, a mix between Doctor Hendo and Mister Kyle last time. He went five point two innings, 
He gave up four on seven hits, but he gave up the two home runs, which we're worried about. And uh, if you're going to the game, first of all, use our StubHub links. Second of all, go get a Tony Gwynn jersey. It's like a V-neck jersey, like one of those old Padre ones, which strikes fear into my heart. But the older I get, the less people care about 1984 and what that did to me. I know a lot of you young youngsters out there weren't broken I, yeah, by that it, one. but I mean, it was frustrating, but I did grow to love Tony Gwynn. Like, oh, yeah. No, that, no. that dude was just such – yeah, so frustrating in 84. But, yeah, he – he was just, I don't know, he he transcended the hatred of the Padres that I had. He's the only one from that team, too. Everybody yeah. else can go to hell. <laughs> Game two, we're throwing TBD, and I don't think that's been announced. Crowley just comes in to moan. Let me just say about 84, 84. Hold on, time out. Is that I don't mind losing to superior talent. So when you talk about Tony Gwen, he's probably one of the greatest hitters of all time. You put him and Ted Williams up there. And you can, you can have that argument, but one of the two are the, is arguably the greatest hitter in baseball. It was giving up all those runs to Steve Garvey, who was in the back ass end of his career that pissed the shit out of me out about 84. Tony Gwynn's a, a champion. He's a great hitter. He was everything. Freaking Steve Garvey was old and washed up and absolutely spanked the Cubs. That's what bothered me. Yeah. Tim Flannery beat us. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, there was it was, I mean, Garvey definitely beat the hell out, out of us. But, oh, like, Garvey. The, those oh. guys just, yeah, Garvey just had this series of his life. That was what was frustrating. His stupid, hairy armed mother, that stupid, hairy armed <laughs> motherfucker. Like, dude, he seriously is like half gorilla. Um, so then, uh, Adrian Sampson, uh, Da- Daniel Norris, maybe, uh, maybe Wade Miley comes back and pitches uh, on Tuesday for the Cubs, but it's going to be against old friend from the, uh, now Guardians, uh, or he played pitch for the Indians, Mike Clevenger, who, this is the back end of their rotation, 0 0 with a 579 earned run average. Uh, if Andrelton Simmons manages his way back in this game somehow, uh, he kills him. That's 529 against him. Whereas uh, Jonathan Jonathan VR is two for four with a walk, but there's not there's nothing to it. Like we got a bunch of four A guys, nobody's faced anybody. And then in game three, which is going to be a day game, uh, this and then we'll go at seven o'clock right after this day game's over. So it should, to get the game should probably end about six o'clock, six twenty. Maybe we'll go right after the game. So just be prepared for like another post game, kind of like how we did today. Uh, if we, uh, and uh, we're going to face Nick Martinez. I don't know with what pitcher <laughs> the Cubs are going to do that with, but uh, I mean honestly, that's every day we don't know. We just it, Kyle Hendricks and then uh, I don't know Justin Steele maybe I don't know he got hurt tonight so we don't know. Um, Nick Martinez is going out there for the Padres though. He's two and two with a three thirty eight. Uh, Martinez gave up only one run through seven innings pitched against Miami this past weekend. He was with Terex, Texas for a long time. Terexis. <laughs> he was with Terexis. That was like ter- Texas Rangers put together with the rain in the middle. Uh, he's got a four. Oh, I, I thought it was Texas Rangers with Tourette's. <laughs> Terexis. <laughs> um, uh, he's got a four sixty eight lifetime ERA. Ortega and VR have hits, but there's really nobody's seen him. 
he's got a four seamer at nine ninety three miles per hour, a change at eighty, mixes in a cutter and a curve and a sinker. So he's a decent pitcher. And there's your um. I mean, can we win any games? I mean, really. I mean, Kyle's got to go be the stopper and really just kind of get things back on track, I think, right? I don't know. The Padres um, have a decent I'm gonna I'm going to say... Machado having a good year. I mean, maybe we have a chance against Clevenger. You know, he's not doing well, so... Yeah. It's just so sad trying to, trying to find some hope in here somewhere. Like I want to know in the chat, does anybody think at, we'll win at one of these games? Like really confidently have a belief. Because we don't even know who the pitchers are except for Hendo. And Hendo's pitching on the road. That yeah, road, road Hendricks. Road, Hendo, road, road, road Hendricks is not. <laughs> it could be bumpy. It could be bumpy. <laughs> Might be a little too much teeth in that road, Hendricks. I'm, I'm going to say the Cubs win one game. Which one? I don't know. I wish I could tell you, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just pure crawly positivity right there. I'm I just don't gonna, know. Uh, I'm just just one. One out of three. I think the Cubs are going to win. I think somehow, some way, it's going to happen. I, I, I kind of thought that this weekend too, and it didn't happen. No, I, I had no, no. Well, I did when when Strowman was announced. I said if they're going to win a game, it's going to be the Strowman start, and that's it. And then all of a sudden, when he gets bumped with the COVID, I, then I said that's it, done. But, well, g- good thing he gets COVID now. That instead of at Club Four Hundred in a couple of weeks <laughs> when we all need him, hopefully he's he's. I'm sure he'll test negative by then. I mean, that's just kind of how COVID usually works. But uh, that's the perfect. That is the perfect segue to announce that there are still a few uh, Marcus Strowman. Tickets left, I believe, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Not, we we not a I lot. actually, I actually sold four tonight. Wow! And but there were only a handful left just uh, last right. week. There, it's it's just about sold out. So we're excited about it, and uh, so is Marcus. And it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's if it, look, you can sit here and, and feel sorry for yourself or you can just say, you know what, man, I'm going to go to a party with a bunch of cool Cub fans and just have a good time. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I'm going to go to a party with where the, the, the guest of honor we know has COVID right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's, that'll be two weeks. Like, you know, that's it's Friday, May 27th. Yeah. He'll, eight, so we, he'll three he weeks should be good. Yeah. He should be good by then, but, I'm just happy it's Don't not make us. out with him. I'm just happy it's not us that's going to give him COVID because that would be like, you know, <laughs> that would be, oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Yes, you are absolutely correct. It's it, so good that he came down with it beforehand yeah. because, yeah, you don't want it to be Club 400 gave him COVID. That would yeah, be terrible. His antibodies would be running strong. And uh, Friday, May 27th is when it's going to happen. It's from 6 to 10 p.m. With your ticket, which I just dropped a link in the chat, you get a picture with Marcus. You get a swag bag with an autographed Marcus Stroman ball. You get all your food, all-inclusive drinks. There's going to be live music, including a song uh, from me uh, for Marcus. And also Jim and Justin are playing. John Benedict will be there playing the organ. Uh, it's just going to be star-studded out there. Uh, Joe Kilgallen's hosting the thing. Crawley's doing the Q&A. 
And uh, we're going to raise money for Stroman's charity. We're going to raise money for Lost Boys. We're going to raise money uh, for Club 400. And we're going to have a great time, most importantly, and just be with each other because, hey, what the hell? You know, it's all we got this year, unfortunately, is just being together and having a good time. Misery loves company. Yeah. So go where the company is going to be. Bleacher Bum Band is playing 521, uh, and it's free. That's going to be at at output, I did make a Facebook announcement or an event out of it. So follow Bleacher Bum Band on Facebook. Join that event. Come out. It's free right after the game. The Cubs are going to play the Diamondbacks, which they do right after we play the Padres in Arizona. But we play them this month also uh, after May 21st. Michael Cotton's going to be in town. So if you've ever wanted to meet Michael, you could. No, it was nobody. Everybody's like, eh. <laughs> like he's gonna be there? Oh, oh no! Oh, oh no, Michael! Like four people just said they're not coming to the event right now. Yeah, <laughs> oh, literally. <damn> like <laughs> so, and uh, yeah. So that's 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 what we got going on coming up, and uh, it's just gonna be a lot of fun. We're uh, we got some new songs. We got a new song called Steve Stoned. We'll be playing. We yeah, got seriously. Fucking, I'm skydiving that day. Yeah, that's that's some lion ass bullshit. Like, uh, Cotton's in town. Yeah, I'm skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, there's your there's your show. Um, I guess. Oh, TFCs and Chance. We got to do those before we got here. Uh, I'll start with the TFC. I enjoyed this. Uh, Liam Irvin uh, shared this on the Sun Ranto Ranters. If you don't know Liam, he He's uh, blind, but he uh, shared this from a, another post, and uh, that because uh, MLB shared tonight, the Orioles became the first pro team to wear uniforms with braille lettering. Awesome! That, that Orioles marketing department on top of it. Yeah. Awesome. Hashtag bigger than baseball. And somebody had said, hell yeah, I bet the blind people love seeing this. <laughs> and Liam, who is blind, said, I feel like they didn't think this one out very well. <laughs> I mean, the only way it would work is if they just had all the blind people in the front row and they were just able to rub their chest. The players had to go up and the, the blind people got to rub their chest and their backs just to... I appreciate the inclusion, but, you know, <laughs> come on. Think, think it through. That's all. Think, think it, it through. through. Yeah. It's <laughs> Braille. I mean, it li- literally looks like they're wearing dominoes. <laughs> like, who's this? like really, really strange nice. looking dominoes. Uh, you know, the, the machine broke. Um, you Anybody else got one? Yeah, I've, I've got one. And <laughs> as happens many times when I throw this in here, by the time I get to it, I don't even remember what I put in here, but let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is on uh, some David Ross comments on Reddit. Who is going to give pep talks after Jay Hay retires? When Theo said he wanted to run through the door after Ross gave his, gave his during the interview process, perhaps Ricketts misinterpreted that, meaning it figuratively rather than literal. So, yes, uh, Theo got so excited he wanted to run through the door, and he actually left the team. I I did enjoy – I have a tweet that's going viral right now, which I didn't realize was going to go viral when I said it, although I found it to be somewhat clever. 
as I said, uh, Rick had started his own hashtag Cubs TV network and then made the team unwatchable, which <laughs> pretty much did. But what I really enjoyed is that Marcin Greco liked that tweet. <laughs> I didn't even know he followed me. He doesn't even follow me, I don't think. But he's a, a kind he's, of a he's, a, a, he's a, a closet cartoonist, apparently. A closet cartoonist, also. Okay, but, but I think he got me tooed out a little bit, you know, uh, <laughs> the Chicago sports scene. So he just sitting there, uh, like def- definitely, player. definitely growing up a, a Chicago sports legend as far as uh, broadcasters. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, shall we pick a uh, last chance to put chance in the Danny, chat? Danny, let me just put something. Before you say chance, 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 it doesn't matter who the first person to put chance is. It goes in a randomizer. So if you're the <laughs> first person that put in hashtag chance, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win. It just means that you are the first person to put it in. But anyone who puts it in throughout the show can randomly win it. So let's make that clear to everybody. Yeah. Thank you, Crawley. Yeah. Just everybody knows the rules and we're all clear that it is a random person that gets to win the postcard sent to you by me in the the mail. (laughs) So here we go. Hashtag chance in the chat. Round and round she goes. Where totally she random. Nobody. Totally no, 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 no. And the winner is little Everett Yoakum Third. Congratulations, little Everett. You've won yet once again. <laughs> but let's take, let's pick a second winner of the chance tonight. And the winner is... Here we go again. I know it's... Joachim <laughs> <laughs> the third. Congratulations, Everett. Let's pick one more time as we draw again to see who the winner of the chances. <laughs> and it's Robert Sanchez. Congratulations, Robert and little Everett the third. You are the winners of the chance, uh, hashtag chance contest tonight. Um, so, uh, well, let's hope this road trip goes well. The Cubs go out west. That never really bodes well for us, no, but here we no. go anyway. I'm going to say that the road trip goes as well as the chance for a chance. <laughs> yeah, even even when the road trips go well, it's still like midnight for us, and it sucks Yeah, for it's us. just it's just bad. Um, so, uh, well, just stick with us. And thanks for sticking with us tonight. Once again, this show is brought to you by our, all of our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Because uh, we're going to have fun. We're going to have a good year. Like, we'll complain with you. We're going to go through it. We're probably, I think we might even have more fun this year than, than we should. Yeah. Oh, definitely more than we should. This is going to be the only fun you'll have. With the Cubs all year is this show. Yeah. Maybe I'll play Blue Friday to get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Just because that's really all we have to look forward to. I mean, let's, it just seems like a wistful song to end it. Um, So, and we'll be playing this on uh, May 21st in a way more rocking Broadway. So come on out. See us on May 21st. Come hang out because we're going to have fun this year anyway. Uh, Make sure you wear your Cubs robe and your 69 bling. And uh, we'll see you. on Wednesday, right after the game. Spagog! Spagog!
Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. 
Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.